With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
while hero lies in you. Hallelujah. We are kingdom property. We are kingdom property. And that we're kingdom property, we're supposed to be able to soar. We're supposed to be able to connect and have our being. You know, we easily quote that scripture. In him, we have our means and and our movements and everything that we do. But I find today that these are only words that are penned in a book that we have not yet gotten them out the book and applied it to our life. Hero lies in you. Father, this morning, we come for no shape, form, or fashion, but we come, Father, because you are our motivator, our educator. You are our prince of peace. Hallelujah. You are king, Lord, and glory over all. And there was nothing made or created without you. Father, we come on the behalf of our people, teaching you, Father, that you will have mercy for we have sinned and we have done every abomination under the stars. We've done everything we wanted to do. And now, Father, Lord, your words say that you're on your way back. Father, we're looking at the signs, Lord. We're looking at the weather. We're looking at the tsunamis and tornadoes. We're looking at the flood, the mudslide, and the fires. We're looking at catastrophic devastation. We're looking at murder, Lord. We're looking at every sin, God, that you said not to do. Israel have went out horn again, Father. Oh, God, we pray, Lord, that you will send your messengers to speak to the children of man and let them know and open their eyes that they may see and their ears that they may understand, Lord, and our loved ones, family, and friends that don't want to understand, Father. We ask that you would speak to them as you speak to your servant today, Lord. Speak to them and open their eyes and make them to understand and hear what thus is the Almighty. You have been great and better than a father and a friend and a mother to us, Father. You've been wonderful, Lord. You showed us your glory. You've spoken, Lord, and you have brought it to pass. You have never left no one, Father, Lord, hanging. And, Father, Lord, you left none without understanding. This morning, we ask that you speak to this vessel, Lord. And, Lord, all the other ones, Lord, the sick and the shut in, Lord, and them, God, amen, Lord, you know. But you said even while we're praying, you know already what we was going to pray. So we ask you, Lord, to do as you've always done, Lord. And them, Lord, that are slowful, unconcerned, and the politicians, Father, Lord, you said those are your people, Lord. And there's never a mistake, Lord. And when you created man, you created him in your likeness and in your image. And you created a male and female. So all these other prayers, Lord, that we pray and long petition you about, Lord, you know, Father, you you know how. You, you the all-knowing, the all-omnipotent, the all-merciful. You know, Father. You know, Lord, our situation this morning, Father. We're not going to bore you with long prayers, but we're going to say thank you, Father. Send your word this morning that we may be healed, Lord, and that we may return unto you, Father. And we'll give you the glory of nine, the most high, Yah, Selah, and thank you for Yahshua, whom we know as Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. We're so grateful this morning for wisdom 
and understanding. The enemy Satan wants to put a cloak on you and choke you. Hallelujah. And I always want to make you feel like that you're trying to you're trying to measure up to something. Amen. That you don't measure up. Even when you try and you know that you've done it right. You always get something, amen, that why you do it this way, why you didn't. But I'm glad about it this morning that I know the most high. I don't need, I don't need anyone to educate me on who he is. I don't need to ask him, who am I? For he told me and showed me who am I. I'm nothing but a servant. That's all. And if you serve me, hallelujah. Job 36 and 11 said, you'll spend your years in pleasure in your days in prosperity. So we're here this morning with another episode uh, on this man, the faith, mm-hmm. out of Romans, the eighth chapter, talking about a man, oh, no man, anything. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that, you know, we kind of get religious on certain scriptures like that because we want to go and say, uh, well, you know, I, I, I have credit cards. I don't go over my limit. We're not trying to match up credit cards, dollar bills, mm-hmm. uh, neither possession. We're trying to show you in the proper way, amen, to possess these things because we've been being possessed by things. And the word of God said he didn't redeem us with corruptible things, but with the blood of a sacrificial man. A man coming in the flesh, a natural man, hallelujah. Then he turned around and gave us a spiritual man, which was a life-giving forward through Abraham, Adam, the prophets of God, amen, through Jesus, amen. He was the one that came, amen, and fixed it. And so the word this morning, oh, no man, anything, is said in Romans 13, 8, oh, no man, anything, but to love one. See, God is concerned about love. We're concerned about don't mess with my stuff. That's I work hard for that. We're stingy, lazy, slothful, and our love. Love doesn't harm anything. I would poison that cat, but because of love. Cats bring fleas. I have to fight the fleas, keep Leo medicated, flea protected, so he don't have fleas in the house. And, you know, I love cats and animals, you know, but it's just that I prefer a dog rather than a cat. If it was my cat, then surely. It wouldn't have any fleas either because I would bathe it and put flea powder or whatever I need to do, a flea collar on the cat. Mm -hmm. So what we're saying this morning is that love, it goes further than what the eye and the lips express. So oh no man anything but to love one another. But he that loves another has fulfilled the law. That's the reason so many people this morning is struggling in the law because they can't fulfill the law because of their lack of love. Hallelujah. Until you can, amen, even, that's why the enemy fight the Old Testament so much is because the enemy don't want you to go back to the Old Testament because the Old Testament was the audience of God. It was the law of God. Hallelujah. 
So if you don't know the law of God, then you're going to be under the law, trying to please God in areas, amen, that you're not going to be able to please him in because it's going to take faith. Mm. Hallelujah. The Bible said faith and faith alone pleases God. And he tells you about the attributes of faith mm. all through the word of God. But here we're talking about, amen, our possessions and ownership. Hallelujah. You see, the scripture doesn't. The scripture don't 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 mean that you can't, amen, uh, uh, buy things on credit or, or buy things on time, amen. But the word of God it just simply says that being obligated to anyone, hallelujah. If you are obligated, that that man is to love the man in God, hallelujah. You don't always have to like the person, but you can love him. You don't have to like him to love him, oh, no man, anything. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem this morning. You know, you don't owe him but one thing, and that's love. If we can love one another the way we're supposed to love one another, mm -hmm. then we won't even get caught up in these master blast conversations that causes us to run from one another. You know, we have relatives, you understand, was right here. Mm -hmm. We've done nothing but preach the word. If you don't hear them, it's all because I ain't heard them either, and they are my relatives. Now, what have we done to our kinsmen but bought the truth? So you see, you're going to get deserted for even being here, for even hearing this message, amen, glory to God. You're going to get your share, and you ain't going to like it. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture that says, oh, no man, anything, it literally means that I'm not supposed to buy anything on credit. It don't mean that if I do buy something, it makes money, and I make money in installments, amen, I'm in violation of the word, and I shouldn't expect to find any other scripture in the Bible where God would encourage me to loan to someone else. Mm -hmm. If it's wrong for me to borrow, then it would be wrong for me to lend to someone else because I would require them to borrow and pay back. Let's go to the word this morning. Let's go to the word where he was telling us in the book of, uh, I think it's Matthew. Let me get my pages here. Let's see. Jesus, uh, he was speaking. He, he, he was speaking and he was telling them, amen. I think it's Romans. Uh, uh, let me find the scripture. Mm -hmm. Where he said, I for an eye, two for two. Uh, I got it right here. I, I should have I should have marked the scripture. You're talking about in the law, or are you talking about in the New Testament? In the New Testament. Oh, that's all. And then the Old Testament too, but too. Yeah. Uh, oh, here it is, right here. It's in Matthew five thirty-eight and forty-two. Mm -hmm. And then I'm then I'm gonna let you take that and uh, uh and and break it up for us. And uh, uh Jesus, Jesus speaking him, he said, "You've heard." that it has been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not, that ye resist not evil. But whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee in the law and take away thy coat, let him have a clock also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go to him twine, go another mile. Give to him that asks from him, and that whom borrow be turned not away. So what the word of God sounds like, it sounds a little twisted and a little uh, upside down. 
But what the Most High is really saying to you is that your love will cause you, hallelujah, to let me fight your battles for you. Let me show you how to live. He don't mean literally for you to get knocked around and hit all upside the head. You know, us folk Christian, oh, God will take care of No, it's the love of him that compels you to take all of that that you're going through because no man is going to put his hand on you because he's going to keep his hand from touching you. But he told you in, 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 in Isaiah uh, 43, you are mine. He tells you in Psalms 139 and 5, I've laid my hand on you. And where can you go from me? Hallelujah. The Bible tells you about all the trouble. It tells you, and you act as if, hallelujah, that why is all this befelling me? Why not? Because in order for me to get to the level that he's trying to bring me to, there's devils and demons. Warn, amen, for my soul, amen, trying to stop me from going over yonder where I'm going because, you know, I'm not going to forever stay on these pampers, you understand me? I'm not going to forever be eating soda crackers because I ain't got no teeth. I'm not going to ever be, amen, drinking milk because I'm not strong enough to chew up meat. And this walk this morning that we're walking in, amen, no, it doesn't seem equal, amen, to the saints of God. Hallelujah. You know, he's telling us now, amen, first he tells us, oh, no man, nothing. Then he tells us, amen, that if we, amen, borrow, we're going to be debtor to the lender, amen, but then for us to lend without ursuring. Hallelujah. He's telling you that you're going to, amen, suppress the part to where you need to borrow. I'm gonna, because you obey the word of God, I'm going to set you far above, amen, amen, where you need to borrow and catch rides and Call old. He's not telling you to get in debt, but he's telling you why would you, amen, go, amen, and buy something small when you should have just believed him and took out your credit card or however you was going to get it, amen. Do what I do. I act like, amen, that's just a bill of need. So whatever I need, amen, hallelujah, if it's got to be on credit, amen, glory to God, it's going to be on credit. I'm going to use the credit for my needs, your needs. Man, at the service station last week when we got off the line, or Friday, whenever it was, uh, they were pushing them up to the service station. So I told the man of God, I said, let me pull up in here and let me uh, help them. Mm -hmm. And I told them, I said, can I give you some free help? Mm -hmm. And uh, they looked at me crazy because ain't nothing free. Mm -hmm. But the apostle can do that. Hallelujah. Because freely the most high give it to me freely, I'm going to give it to the people. And thank you all for all of your pledges, your donations, support of the ministry. Amen. I appreciate it. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm sure that the people that I see in the streets that's in need of the same thing, they appreciate it. So the young man, mm -hmm. amen, was at the, at they pushed him to the pump and he put a couple of dollars of gas in the pump. And amen, he's driving a Tahoe. And that tank on there is a 23 gallon tank. Of course, the people don't know that because they're not mechanics. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to start his truck, and every time I spray this liquid in it, the truck will start up, and the boy, he just get happy, go all up in the praises. And uh, um, so the Holy Spirit said, buy him some gas. So I gave him money. I said, now go buy you some gas. He said, I already put $2, and I said, nah, 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 go and buy you some gas. Since once I knew the truck would start, once I sprayed the liquids in it, amen, then 
I knew then that he, he and I heard his fuel pump going. So I knew his fuel pump was working. So he went in, purchased more gas, put it in there, and hit the key, and the man truck started like it's supposed to. Mm. The man was praising me, and I told him, man, just give him the glory. But I was going about my business. So you see right there, the word of God, it tells us, amen, that we're to be in love one with another. Mm -hmm. I was busy going about my own business, but yet still, I had to stop. Why? Because he had already given me the word right here and told me, mm -hmm. amen, that I'm going to be the lender and not the borrower. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So it's, and you always hear me talk about how that I disperse money because it's been given to me to do that. And that's why I say I thank God and appreciate him, amen, for the people that's concerned. Because you, if you don't want to be a blessing to a blessing, then you will curse anyhow. So you're going to keep your cursed money and your cursed lifestyle, and you're going to be one day in need of God's blessings. You need his blessings now. If you think you got his blessing and you really don't got his blessing, you're really poor and wretched. But you own everything because it's only for you. You're selfish. He's telling you here, you got the scriptures all twisted up, mm. thinking that he don't want you to uh, use your credit cards and everything like that. No, 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 no. He the one blessed that you would have credit. Mm. But it's not for you to go out there and consume it upon your lust, James say. Mm -hmm. You know, because he's trying us this morning. So he tells us, amen, that a uh, uh, Whatever, whatever you're borrowing, whoever you're borrowing from, you're going to have to pay it back to them. He said, if you loan someone something, hallelujah, if you loan them your car, your money, whatever, then they have to bring it back. Hallelujah. If it's wrong for you to owe, then why would God tell you to, to lend to somebody else? See, you got to. Amen. Understand the word of God this morning. He told you to owe no man nothing, but then he tells you, amen, that you're going to be lending. So he's not saying that it's wrong to owe. It's not wrong for no one, whether you know it or not. But adultery is not just wrong for Christians. It's wrong for everybody. Fornication is not just wrong for Christians. Hallelujah. Nobody is supposed to be committing fornication and sexual intercourse without being married. That's 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 not right for anybody, according to God's word. So if it is wrong for me to owe money or buy something and make payments on it, it is wrong for me to put another man in bondage too, ain't it? To have to owe and pay me. Here at Plain Estate, Give to him that what? Give to him that asks. Mm -hmm. And if thee that asks of thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not away. Now let's go over to the New Testament, and I'm gonna let I'm, I'm gonna let eighty handle that. Let's go over to the New Testament, and let's read from Deuteronomy twenty eight chapter. What is it? Deuteronomy twenty eight? What verse? Deuteronomy twenty eight. Let's go over here and let's see what's going on. See, we have to get an understanding. We need somebody to teach us. I thank the Most High for, for, for him teaching me because uh, I wouldn't know what to do. But what it say? If, it's, if you should come to prayers and hearken what? 
Come to pass if you shall hearken diligently, obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. Mm-hmm. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Uh, the produce of your ground and all the increase of the herbs, the increase of cattle and the offspring of your flock. Blessed shall be the basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessings on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as holy people to himself. Just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you, and the Lord will grant you plenty goods and fruit of your body and the increase of your livestock, and the produce of your ground and in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open up to you his good treasure, the heavens, um, to give the rain to your land in its season. To bless all the work of your hand, ye shall lend to many nations. That's it. But you shall not borrow. That's it. Amen. That's it right there. Mm-hmm. You should lend to many nations and shall not borrow. Mm-hmm. You see, Deuteronomy 28 from the first of the 12 verse, here is what I want you to see. The ultimate is to get to thee the place where you won't have to borrow. See, that's what he's trying to do. He trying to get to the place where you don't have to borrow. That is the goal you should shoot for. So you can get into that position. Hallelujah. But you do not start there. Here's the point that I want you to get. He says, Thou shall lend unto many nations, and thou shall not borrow. The reason that you shall not borrow is because you're going to be so blessed that you won't have to borrow. He didn't say that it was wrong for you to borrow. He just said you won't have to resort to borrow because you will be the lender. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. You see where we come short at? We are trying to work. We are into work hard consciousness. Mm -hmm. Work hard consciousness leads to defeat. It leads to pain, sorrow, tiredness, pain, back problems. Health problems? Why? Because you have come into work hard practice. The word of God 
has said automatically, if you do this, he gave you from 1 to 12. He gave you the whole Deuteronomy. But see, we're stuck on that side of Deuteronomy. But it's a flip side of the coin. But we're not talking about the flip side of Deuteronomy this morning. We only want to deal with, amen, these blessings. Hallelujah. You see, if he was saying that you should not borrow, but you will lend, then that means that the man who borrows from you is going to owe you. Well, we started out saying, <coughs> in Romans 8, owe no man nothing. So that's what's wrong this morning is that this whole one little subject here have gotten your whole life out of proportion. And you're trying to get to your wealthy place, and you have all the resources that a wealthy man needs to be called wealthy. You may be called wealthy this morning, but you are miserable and you are wretched because you still own someone, mm -hmm. even though you're wealthy. But you put your money in Ursula, amen, and then you go and you get a loan on your own money. And you owe on your own money because it's interest. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. That's right. That's good. Oh, no man, nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, if it is wrong for you to owe, then it is wrong for you to lend to the person you tell him it is more because you will cause him to owe you. But you ain't, you're not thinking right. You're trying to take me into theology when you need some more neology. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I don't believe that 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 verse in Romans 13, 8 is saying that it's wrong to buy something on time. I just need a policy saying that the only obligation that I have to my fellow man or to my brother is to love him. So then if you love him and you are lending him, you lend it to him in love, and it's like bartering service. It's like me. I'd rather barter because now I still have what I want, and I didn't take my finances and purchased it, but I gave of something that I no longer wanted, a car. Gave the convertible. I gave the convertible that sit in the garage. I gave it to Minister Cone, and Minister Cone gave me his Cadillac. So I owe him nothing, and he owed me nothing but love. That's what, that's what the lesson is about this morning. Hallelujah. To Paul. Amen. Is not saying that the only obligation that I have to my fellow man or to my brother, Amen, is love him. That's what he's saying. He he's saying that the only obligation that I have, and if I love him, I won't be stingy anyhow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, we need to grow up in faith, and the only way you're going to grow up in faith this morning is you got to use it. Hallelujah. Increase my faith. Uh, pray for my faith. You can't pray and get no faith this morning. What does it say in Romans, how faith come? Romans, they say, uh, a faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I'm giving you the word of God this morning, you understand me, then you should take it, apply it, and use it, and stop sitting and standing well as if I'm looking like I got three eyes or something. Mm -hmm. You know, one day the word of God is going to be just very, very scarce, and people are going to be running two and four for knowledge, and they're going to take all these Bibles up, like they did amen, six years ago, took all the Bibles away from the Jews and everything, hallelujah, and then uh, uh, sold them another, another God. Mm -hmm. And God is trying to bring us back to reality, bring us back to our own 
mind. That's why he said, let this mind be in you that was also in Yeshua. Thought of not Robert is equal to God. You are God. If he called you God, why you don't do what God did and speak to your situation and cause your life to change? Hallelujah. Word of God said that we need to grow up this morning. Hallelujah. If you if you have good credit and, and, and you need a chair in your house, hallelujah. You 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 are one of the king's kids, and there's no point in you sitting on a crate. Go and buy the chair. Then use your faith to believe for the payment on that chair. And when you get your faith developed, it is strong. The next time you need a chair, you won't have to buy it on time. You'll be able to pay cash for it. You have to grow, amen. You need to develop to the point in you of faith. Because faith coming by hearing, hearing coming by the word of God, amen. By faith, amen, the elders obtain a good report. By faith, Abraham, amen, was taking his son to kill him. By faith, Abraham moved away from his kinsmen, amen, to do a distant journey. No, not which way he was going, amen. But he went because he believed. You got to believe this morning. Hallelujah. You see, young married couples today, amen, they, they start out, amen, strong and, and believing and trusting, amen, and going through, amen, different things to make it in their marriage. Hallelujah. But we sometimes, we, we tell them, you know, well, you know, that's your choice. That's your wife. We don't have love enough to even help them over the hump until the next one. You see, I'm not carrying you. That's your wife. That's your family. That's your. But that's not the way the Most High intended for it to be. He said that the young, the older should teach the younger. Hallelujah. He said that uh, uh, the father lays up an inheritance for his children. The inheritance, the number one greatest inheritance. See, we've been trying to leave stuff and money and stuff. They're not concerned with all that stuff and money. Half of them, half the time, let all that stuff just rot down to it ain't worth nothing but to be hauled off to the scrapyard. But he's saying to you this morning, let that love light shine. Let it shine amongst men so that they can see your good work, amen, and glorify the Father, amen. Uh, we've been talking about... Uh, um, faith, foolishness, presumption. We've been talking about that we shouldn't owe no man nothing, amen, but we should love them. So it led us back to love. First of all, he talked about not owing nothing to anyone, and then it led us to love, and then he told us, amen, that we should not borrow. So I know the word of God don't don't look right to you this morning, and you're trying to digest it. It don't taste right this morning. But I'm going to let the other minister uh, explain to you about the owing and about the reason why. Deuteronomy 28 chapter gave you the reason, and I'm going to let him come back and explain it to you, the reason why he don't want you to owe no one, because then uh, – He's telling us that we don't have to owe. He's telling us in so many words, you're never going to get to the place. Which, see, on what he's really saying is that I don't want you in bondage because when you get in the bondage, you're going to get into work hard, uh, work work hard consciousness, and then you're going to be trying to work to pay for the car, the house, to this, to that. So now you in debtor to the one that a man trusted you to have what you have. Mm -hmm. But he's saying that 
he don't he, he don't want you to owe no one nothing and be struggling and straining and trying to he gonna do it for you and that's what he's doing for me today. So I'm gonna let the man of God uh deal with that a little bit while I go and see about my wife. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Another good word this morning. Amen. Definitely on being a lender and a borrower. Also dealing with your enemies as well. Amen. <laughs> how to, yeah. We did had a, a pretty good combination message this morning of uh, things we need to take care of as far as the science of God. Amen. Uh, starting with ourselves first. Amen. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to read back. Uh, I was enjoying that a little bit. Let's see. Uh, we'll go to Romans. Uh, go to Romans 8. Amen. Um well, my friend, let's read back to the um, the Deuteronomy 28 part where we begin to give a context of what we're supposed to have been reading. Amen. Uh, begin to talk about Deuteronomy 28, the first chapter, told you if you obey God's voice and you heed his commandments, amen, uh, that you would be a lender and not a borrower, amen. So we have to give the scripture context, amen, and understanding, amen. A commentary is good, amen, but also you got to understand commentary is also a man's opinion as well, amen. Uh, commentary is just somebody else's summarization of what the, they feel the scripture says, amen. So it could be either right or wrong in your opinion, depending on what side of, uh, you know, you own, amen, or what, 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 what has formed your opinion, amen. I look at the scriptures in totality, amen. I look at all the scriptures. I also uh, am led by the Spirit. Amen. And the spirit to tell you, amen, what it is that the scripture is saying. Amen. Also, when you begin to read, amen, uh, line up on line, precept on precept, here a little, there a little. Amen. You begin to read first in the law about, amen, loaning, about being a lender and a borrower, amen. And you'll know exactly, amen, uh, what they're talking about in the New Testament. Amen. Um, let's go to Deuteronomy 28 and read it about the the tenth verse. Amen. <clears throat> One second. All right, we're gonna read that verse twenty-eight and uh reading up to verse uh, ten. Uh, then all the peoples of uh, then all peoples of the earth shall see that ye are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. You know? We see that this this text, amen, when we have to give the scripture context that who, what, when, where, and how, and we can't generalize the text, amen. Uh, now, we can uh, use the text to say or in situations where it can apply to a people, can apply to everybody and in their life, but also we have to uh, give it context to who the scripture is talking to and where, when, and why, amen. So we'll get a a, a mindset and a perception of what's going on and what the scriptures is actually conveying. Amen. So we'll read in about the 10th verse, then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. Who are they talking about? This is talking about the Israelites. Amen. Because if you read in 28 and 1, it said, now shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, uh, which I command you this day, that God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. So that shows you that one nation of people would be over all the nations of the earth. And we understand the book of Deuteronomy, uh, which people say Moses penned, amen, <clears throat> according to uh, things that begin to happen. And he gave his account basically on what happened. So Moses is speaking to the Israelites here, amen. 
And he said in verse 11, and the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your flock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to give to you. See that? And this is a covenant that Moses is uh, repeating back. He's, he's reporting everything from the Father, amen, to the children of Israel, showing them and telling them, if you keep the laws of God, you begin to become and and rise above the other nations. He's giving a, a direct uh, commandment from the Father to the children of Israel and telling them that, yes, you will be over, over, above all nations. Not all nations will be equal in this text. So we have to look directly at the text and begin to pull from the text, uh, amen, the who, what, when, where, and why and what's going on here. So what we see is going on is that Moses began to speak to the children of Israel and speaking unto them and commanding them by thus said the Father that if they walked up right before the Most High, that they would reign over all the nations, that they would be higher above all the nations of the earth. And they would lend to the other nations, which we'll get to right here in verse 12. He said, the Lord will open up the rain to your land in its season and and to bless all the work of your hand, and ye shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. See, for the children of Israel, God, because they accepted the covenant with the Father. So through that covenant, through Abraham, it started with through the father of faith, the friend of God, the person that obeyed God's commandments, according to Genesis 26. Him was given a covenant, was given a contract to, to Abraham, and that same contract was handed from Abraham to his son Isaac, and that same contract was given to his son, who was Jacob, and who Jacob fathered, uh, whose name was changed to Israel, who was the progenitor of what we know as the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is who Moses is speaking to, the same children of Israel who their forefathers bared that same covenant. So in that covenant, He's telling the children of Israel, if you obey the voice of the Lord God, that you, you children of Israel, you would be the lender. You would be the one being the bank. You would be the banking system. Then other nations would come to you, and you would lend to them, and you would not be borrowers. See, it wasn't for the, it was for the, see, if you understand how the Bible worked in the, in the, in the <clears throat> Old Testament, the children of Israel was supposed to be the standard to the other nations. We're supposed to be the light unto the Gentiles, according to Isaiah. See, we're supposed to, the children of Israel are supposed to have been the beacon of light, the head, the leaders, the elite. Amen? And they were supposed to showcase, amen, through the law, statutes, and commandments, following the Most High to the other nations, and then they would be over the other nations, and the other nations would, would borrow from them. See, them being in a chief place would, would cause the other nations to come to them because the other nations would be in need. Why? Because the other nations were, were heathens. These are people that followed all kind of other gods. The queen of heaven, Ostrich, Baal, worshipped and, and did follow all these other deities. So the father set a clear distinction between the children of Israel and the other nations who were heathens. So the children of Israel begin to would be able to lend to the other nations. Other nations would come to them, and it was in the law that when the other nations came, that they could lend, and the law of the stranger, the law of the foreigner, when you read in Leviticus, I believe like the 27th chapter, and you'll begin to read these different things, the children of Israel were able to be in a position to be able to lend to the, to the other nations, and they would have to pay it back. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was, it was for the other nations, not if the other nations wanted to grab hold of that and take a part in that because the children of Israel were the ones that were elected to be the lenders. 
That's what he told him in Deuteronomy 28 and 12. He said, you would be the lenders and not the borrowers. Mm -hmm. He made a clear distinction in between two people because he started out in, 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 Genesis, in uh, Deuteronomy uh, 28 and 1 talking about if you follow my commandments this day, that I'll put you on high above who? Above all nations of the earth. So it was a stipulation that came from Abraham, passed down to his son Isaac, and then passed down to Jacob. That if they followed the very commandments that, that came from the Father, that they would be above all nations, and then they would be the limits. They wouldn't be the ones borrowing. So that was the clear distinction that they began to speak about. Amen? Um, Amen. Do you want to speak a little bit on this? I'm through. Okay. I'm through. Um, I wanted to go back and sit in before we... Uh, no, 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 I didn't turn it on. <laughs> See, I looked at this and now the way it comes. Okay. <laughs> um, I you was talking about the, um, what what was it? I think it was, what, I think it was uh, Romans 8. You were talking about sports. Romans 8, boy, yeah. there's a, 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 a faith come by here. No, was, uh, was it Romans 8 talking about, um, oh, 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 it was talking about, uh, uh, Oh, I know what it's from. I think it's 838. Okay. Now, I, you know what? I, I got the one I wanted to go on. I wanted to go into with the scripture where it's talking about uh, loving your enemies. When you're talking about um, what Christ yeah. said, that's Matthew 5. After, after, you're talking about Matthew, uh, Matthew yeah. 5, what, what, what Jesus was speaking to him, what right. he told him you've heard, mm -hmm. and I for an eye, two for two. That's right. Yeah, that, yeah that, bring, that bring it home. I wanted to give a... Uh, like expound on that as well. So so where was it? Matthew. Yeah. I, I got it right here too on my phone. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I just want to see the commentary on it and I want to speak on it a little bit. And it said Jesus uh speaking here says ye have heard that it has been said in I four nine and a two four two. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil. Mm -hmm. See that? That you resist not evil. You resist not evil. Yeah, see how flip side of the coin that is. Mm -hmm. But I said you resist not evil. That's you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Put no resistance to evil. Mm -hmm. But the evil tell you why. That's right. But whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn him to the others also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy coat also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go him twain. And go with him another mile. Go with him two miles. Give him that asketh thee, and <clears throat> from him that who borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Amen. See, we under, we got to understand that and understand this context, what, what Christ is getting at. See, and when they heard this, they a lot of, uh, a lot of them were confounded because <laughs> they were like, this not, this is not, you're not teaching the law. And that's what a lot of Christians say. They call Christ, he, he came to do away with the law. And then they use scriptures like this to show you that Christ, because then the law is saying I four and I two four two, but I'm gonna show you where in the, the same law, Amen. Well, Christ was only he was showing them love in the law, and he was showing you things that was referencing this very this very scripture in the law, and I'll show you. The people was like, oh Jesus, he he you know he started talking against the Bible and the law in the law. But Christ, he, Christ was very he was learning more in the law than all of them because even at twelve he confounded the, the scribes and the Pharisees, and they were like, how do you know? Oh, listen, you're only 12 years old. Where you been at? <laughs> man, who been teaching you? Who your teacher? Who your morate? You know? And this is what this is what it says in the law. Where this and this is what Christ Christ not pulling words just from, from anywhere. These are out of the law what Christ is teaching. Yes, it is. See, but people don't understand that. And people don't is that and that's the reason why. When you read half the book, you don't understand the law. You think when Christ came
saying Christ was talking something new, but Christ was talking the very same thing that was in the law, but they obviously described and Pharisees didn't understand it or perceive it. So we're going to go to Exodus 23, 4 and 5. Hold on, before you, before you go down, hold on. Matthew 5, 17, it said, Christ fulfilled the law. No, he said, I don't come to... He said, no, he, he is the law. He fulfilled the law. He said, think not. Yeah, he said, uh, do not think that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For surely I say to you, to heaven and earth pass away. One job, no children. No wise to the past way. So we as the saints of the Most High, we religious people, Christians, family and friends, people right. we're without knowledge. Amen. Go ahead, man. That's right. And that's all Christ was doing. Uh, he was confounding them because they didn't understand it. And they have to go back and look and research everything Christ said. That's why they can never say that he was found breaking the law because every time Christ spoke, the scribes and Pharisees would have to go fact check what he said. They went, they went it's written in they your went law. To the law. They went to the law. It's written in your book. In the day you call the law. I'm already the law. I know the law. You know? And he repeating the very thing back to them. So they got like, man, hold on, where's that at? That's Exodus. Let's pull up Exodus. So they're going back, fact checking it. Let's see what the scriptures say. Exodus 23, 4 and 5. He said, if, if you meet your enemy, see that? Well, Christ's talking about your enemy now. Same thing. He said, if you meet your enemy's ox or a, hit, or a donkey going astray, he's talking about your enemy, person that hates you, persecuting you, speaking bad about you. If you see the donkey of one who hates you lying under lying under its burden, uh huh, uh huh, and you will refrain from helping it, you shall should and and you shall surely help him with it. So you got to help your enemy when you see <laughs> they fall off the weight, all he carrying, and it fall off the donkey and, and, and the donkey land on. You got to help your enemy. This is in the law. This is Exodus. Now, this, go, is, this is the Torah. This is the Torah. When people talk about the five books, this is what you got to do this in the law. If you see your enemy, and, and yeah, of course, these people are your in, these are Israelites, the people you might have disagreements with, your brother, the person that's talking bad about you, the person that's doing all these things about you. Because Christ was only talking to his people when he came on the scene. When, when, when Christ came on the scene, he was talking to the Jews. That 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 that's that's very much known. When Christ came to came, come on the scene, he didn't go to the Romans, he didn't go to the to the people out in uh uh Asia Minor, he came to his own people. And he began to teach them first the law. Because they we weren't we didn't learn we didn't know the law like we thought we did. It's not even the scribes and Pharisees. So we gotta go and read this read another one in Leviticus nineteen. Wait, 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 it was Exodus one. Exodus four and five. Exodus twenty three, four and five. Oh, I'm gonna say yeah, yeah. Twenty three. And this is Christ telling you the same, because what Christ saying, love your enemy, and they're like, man, what's the other one? Le uh, Leviticus 19 and 18. This is, this is what Christ is getting. See, this is what Christ came to do, is to show the scribes and Pharisees how to follow the whole law in one thing in love. Because if you love if you love the Most High, you're not going to treat your enemy any kind of way. And why? Because that's in the law. But the, the scribes and the Pharisees, they couldn't perceive that because they were like, eye for an eye. Well, they took that one scripture and ran with it. But Christ got he, he kept the whole law. So he's giving them an understanding of the very book, book that you hold it, you gotta you gotta read it all. Mm -hmm. And this is what they didn't like reading. In in Leviticus nineteen and eighteen it says, You shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the children of your people. He said, Don't hold no grudges, don't hold no vengeance against your own people. See dog? The very thing they like, oh Christ teaching you to get smacked on the cheek, turn it. No. If that's your brother, if that's your daddy, or that's your sister, that's your cousin, them your people, don't hold no grudge in your heart. And we the main folks, 
when our people do us wrong, I don't want to talk to them no more. Christ said, don't be like that. Don't hold no vengeance in your heart. And this is in the law. This ain't nothing new. This is the, and this well, is what happens. When Christians don't study the Bible, they like to tell, they like to pull this scripture out in Matt in Luke in Matthew's five and forty-three and run with it. Mm. But don't know that it's that's in the law. Mm. See that? Now you backed up against the wall. If you showed them this, then you say, Well, you can't run now. Because Christ was already he was speaking out of the law. Christ wasn't speaking his own words. And guess what? The scribes and Pharisees knew that. But why? When they brought charges up against him, they it wasn't about him breaking the law. They didn't say he broke the law. Why? Because they probably showed him this is in your law. And we got to be able to find these scriptures and begin to bring context to what Christ was saying. We can't say, oh, Christ came to do away. If that's the, if that was the case, then Christ would have been re repeating the very thing that our forefathers followed. And you then the apostles wrote it over and over and over again. The disciples kept writing it over and over and over and over. That's over. right. Look how many times it's written. Mm -hmm. All up in the book of Leviticus, Deuteronomy, exactly. You know, uh, Roman, mm -hmm. Matthew, and on and on and on. That's right. But since they decided, since they desired to leave from the Old Testament into the New, see, and then that takes us all the way back to the teaching that I'm teaching on. Until you know the beginning, mm -hmm. you're never ever going to please God. You know, He said exactly. in the beginning the world was chaos. It was vast darkness was upon the face of the deep. That's right. And that was no sea, but it was full of water. Anyhow, but he didn't have no sea. So there was just one big mass of water. You can't call this an island, a sea, a peninsula, a lake, a river. It was just messed up. So he says that if we knew creation, that creation started in the evening, well, how are you going to be in the evening when there was darkness upon the face of the earth? Because he spoke to light. And after he said, let there be light, then he turned around and made evening out of light. Mm -hmm. And then it was evening and then morning. And that's, and that's what he's saying in the scripture, is that we have lost our way. Because in the book of Deuteronomy, you know, uh, uh, 15 and, and above, you know, it starts talking about disobedience and what's going to come up on the same nation of people that you said he was talking to. Mm -hmm. Now, there are so many resemblance to a nation of people that we find today here in society in America in Babylon that they look just like Deuteronomy 28. Mm -hmm. That's right. Your similarities. Yeah. Line up. So go ahead with the scripture. Yeah. That's right. So that is what this is what Christ was doing. Christ is only referring to the scriptures. And and people and uh, it's, it's very funny. People go to a lot of different scriptures in the Bible, but don't understand why Christ was doing those different things. Christ was only coming to what fulfilled the law. He was carrying out the very word that, that people thought they knew. Like when they brought Christ before the, uh, when they brought the woman in the act, you know, and, and told her that she was the one that uh, uh, <clears throat> began to begin to uh, sin and have sex with another man. But they didn't bring the man either. They just brought her. And Christ would say, he that was without sin cast the first stone. And then when he looked around, he's like, where's your accusers at? If you don't got nobody, if you don't have nobody accusing you, then, then hey, he said, go and sin no more. Amen. So we see um, with Leviticus uh, 19 and 18, like he said, you shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor. See, that was go again, New Testament, as, a, as I am the Lord. So you shall love your neighbor as yourself, for I am the Lord. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to cheat on his wife. You're not going to steal from him. You're not going to kill him. You're not going to bear false witness. You're not going to lie on your neighbor. 
See, all these things that we learn about in the New Testament only refer back to the law. Mm-hmm. That's, all that's all they had. But we don't want to do the law. So we're not under the law. That's Christ right. said that, uh, uh, you understand, we just read it. Well, he said, think that I come to destroy the law. That's right. So he told us right there in, uh, uh, what was it, Matthew 5, 7. Wow. So mm-hmm. someone, no, know, it was a, it was a, yeah, you were talking about, but a power from 43. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Love the enemy. That's right. This is real deep. Exactly. And you got to parse these scriptures and begin to break them down and begin to compare and bring up precepts. If you don't line, line these up, line up online, like Isaiah 28 say, and precept on precept, here a little, you got to bring all this, these scriptures to begin to... They have to become a lot. They right. have to become a living organ. They do. They must become a living organism in you, mm-hmm. which is the word of truth. That's right. And you that's know? the thing. If you go, you can create a doctrine on one of scriptures. And that's what we see in the church. People take one scripture. And then they that 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 formulate their whole life. Oh, I can't I can't do this. I can't do that. Or the Bible say don't do this. Well, do you have any other scriptures supporting that? But a lot of people say it's okay to eat pork because in let's let's get it Acts the tenth chapter. They talk about your boy Peter. He having a dream and seeing um you know talking about beasts, four footed beasts, and all these pigs and stuff falling out the sky coming down in the curtain. You know, so let's see what was that. Uh, that's oh no, that's Revelation. Let me pull that up. So we gotta understand and give context to the scriptures. See what the scriptures are actually talking about. Right. So if we don't, right. if we don't see what the scriptures are actually saying, we'll formulate our own opinion. So we gotta read from top to bottom, reference other scriptures to that scripture, and then when we line it up, then we'll see what the Bible and what the Most High was saying. And that's all Christ was doing. He was trying to get the Pharisees to say, we gotta get to this. And we got to bring these together and see what it's actually saying. And see, when they came to Christ and they were saying, they came with the tradition of man, say, why y'all don't wash your hands? Christ said, it, what goes in, it don't matter what goes in, it, and then it comes out. He wasn't saying that it's okay to put anything in your mouth, but he's saying tradition, the tradition was that they created was, if you don't wash your hands, you weren't clean. That ain't in the law. But guess what? Man will come up with anything, and then that's what they had the Jews follow. You got to wash your hands before you eat. That, that ain't nowhere found in no kind of scriptures. And that's what Christ was telling them. So we're going to go with the, uh, the story in Acts 10. He said there was a certain man, uh, Cicero, called Cornelius, a centurion mm-hmm. of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, the one that feared God with his house and gave alms to the people and prayed to uh, God always. He saw in a vision, uh, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel coming down to him and saying after him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine arms are come up as a memorial before God. Hold on, wait. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And sent men to Joppa. Hold on, let me read that. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before me. Verse 5. And now send me to Joppa, send mm-hmm. me into Joppa, uh-huh. and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Uh-huh. Elijah was once, and, and, and this is what we're talking about, Cornelius, yeah. who was an unclean man. He well, Elijah, made him unclean. We're we going to get to that. Okay. Elijah was one Simon Peter, who knows uh, Simon Peter, who's a, a chosen apostle. He shall tell thee what thou artest do. Mm-hmm. And when the angels spake, uh, <coughs> spake unto uh, Cornelius, was the party. He called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of men that waited 
on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto him, he said to them, he sent them to Joppa on the morrow, and they went on their journey. Mm -hmm. And you nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray uh, the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and, and would have eaten. But while they had made ready, he fell into a trance. There were some people making some food, but they were taking a little while, and he was hungry, and he fell asleep. Well, he fell into a trance, brother, and saw uh, the heaven open, and a certain vessel descended on him, and it had a great sheet knit at the four corners, and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts on the earth, and wild uh, four-footed beasts on the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. <clears throat> and there came a voice to him, rise, kill Peter, Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, not so, Lord. I have never <laughs> eaten anything that is common. He's like, hold on, man. Chill out. Not so, Lord. I'm not <laughs> saying <laughs> help. I'm, I'm this against the law. I know this. I know this. I know this ain't going to happen. That's what he's saying. This can't be God. This ain't going to happen. You ain't no way you die telling me. Yeah, he's a fool. He's a fool. Then called he them in. He said, all right, and lodged them, 
And on tomorrow, Peter went away with them. See, Peter went with them. The people that were so-called unclean, he's like, okay, I'm going to go with y'all then. Now, let me tell you, but let me tell you what really the deal is. The Holy Spirit just revealed it to me. Mm -hmm. See, the centurion, he was a tanner. Mm -hmm. All these different beasts you saw, mm -hmm. that was telling Paul to receive the man that's dealing with these carts. He dealt with animals. Mm -hmm. He was like what we call today, we call them a, a, a what do you call it? You take your deer to them and, you, and they oh, stuff they, the they deer. Work, okay, yeah, so Tanner, he dealt with hides. You see what I'm saying? That was leather. Okay. You see, so he dealt with the uh, with dead animals because right. he needed to get the hide on for them mm -hmm. so he could do whatever they did with the hide. So that's why people all over the creation knew him. You see what I'm saying? Because he used that hide mm -hmm. for different materials, so he may have made chairs or tables. Right. So that's what made made uh, 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 him unclean. Right. But he tell you that he was a man that feared God. This was just a work that he was doing. Right. You see what right. I'm saying? Right. Was dealing with the hides. Instead of when they killing goats and stuff mm -hmm. and, and cows, you know, yeah. we don't even know where he was killing. He may not even dealt with these. Right. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't say. But still the sheep came down with rabbits and everything in it, whatever it was. And that was trying to get Peter ready. You well, see what I'm saying? Right. For him going to this man's house. Because Peter would have said, No, mm -hmm. not with all them dead animals he got around there. So that's what really made the man unclean. Right. And that's why God had to give him a vision. And that's why also a vision came to Cornelius to send his servant from his house over here to this man's house over here. So the Lord was working on both ends, which is trying to show us today that an angel of the Lord, you know, is going to visit. You know, he can visit you. That's right. And things and you don't might not understand or things you might can't comprehend, God is... Come and he working on the other end of bringing it to fruition. Then you will be like, oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Trying to figure out. So he, why, what, why are we trying to figure it out and think about it? He's going to come and bring it to pass and show us this is what I was actually meaning. Right. About what I was doing. Right. But we can't see it in the beginning. Right. See, we took it in the natural. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's right. But he already had the natural, you understand, because he was told to go. Yeah. In the natural. So he went. But he gets up on the rooftop, you understand me, while he was waiting on some middle. Yeah, right. He fell into a trance. Right, right. See, and the spirit came, mm -hmm. which was the angel of the Lord. Right, right. You see, and he still he knew it was, he knew it was something different, mm -hmm. but he still could not figure out right. why all these dead animals coming down in the sheep. That makes sense. You see, mm -hmm. so that's really what the forte. Uh, that's that's the whole take on that on that right there. So what it's saying to us this morning is that God may use something uncommon. That's right. That's right. Because it's saying uh, with that, too, that go exactly what you were saying. And then, too, that, that brings both all of it to uh, the past. Well, makes it make sense, like I was saying. And, said, and tomorrow, after they entered into Caesarea, mm -hmm. and Cornelius waited uh, for them. And... Uh, had called together his kinsmen and their friends. And Peter was uh, coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. And Peter took him up saying, Stand up, I am myself also a man.
and uh, they were twenty-seven. Uh, they began to uh, it's gonna come down and begin to break it down. And he talked with them, and he went in and found many that will come together. Mm-hmm. And this is where they begin to get that context of verse twenty-eight. I thought it was twenty-four, verse twenty-eight. And he said unto them, "Ye know that it is unlawful." See, this is something that's in the law. Mm-hmm. That it is for it is unlawful. It is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew, a person that's a Jew, to keep company or to come into one of another nation. You know, outside of Israel, it, uh, Israelites were supposed to be going amongst the other nations, people who wasn't chosen by God. They were unclean. God showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. See, that's what God was doing. He was dealing with Israel when Christ came on the scene. First to the who? To the Jew first, and then to the Gentile. That's why Christ, he was fulfilling the very thing that he began to do. Why? Because he even began to show hints of it even when he walked on the scene. Why? Because the Canaanite woman came about with the Jews. they like, man, get her away from us. And even in that, you see hints what God is beginning to work something, beginning to show Israel that I'm going to use y'all to go to the Gentiles. And the woman at the well. So he used all these references to show you the hint that I'm working with you, Israel, but I got to use you to be the light to the Gentiles. So I got to start with my people first. I got You can't start it, start anywhere else unless you clean up your own house first. A role model. A role model. That's right. And, we gotta, and he's still speaking to us today. That right. if he give us a word so profound like this, that it's also specifically to us because mm-hmm. he that preaches that don't live of what he preached, how in the world can he teach? That's right. You see? That's so right. it's time for us to, because when he opened your eyes to, to things like this to show you what he meant, some preachers preaching this and reading this, it's just, just like it read. Yeah, yeah. Well, but no there's no revelation or no understanding, mm-hmm. you know, of exactly the reason for Paul, Peter, and these men uh, traveling to and fro, and as they're going, mm-hmm. they're sitting things in order according to the Holy Spirit, and the angel of the Lord is taking them with them, mm-hmm. telling Jeremiah, don't be afraid, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But to go and stand at the gate of the church yeah. and tell them people to stop doing this now. Mm-hmm. So still today, he has his ministers right now, yeah. and right. he just endows us with knowledge what we're able to understand. Here's something else when you were saying that. To validate what you were saying, I was like, the Holy Spirit give me this. So when you're being called by him, he don't send his ministers out half cocked. I, mean, I, I thought he said, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I heard the pastor yesterday say that Paul had an infirmity in him. Paul did not have any infirmity in him at all. And the message tell you, it was a message from Satan coming to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Paul, you're a murderer. How are you going to go and teach what you're teaching? And here it is. How people going to believe in you? When you are murdered, see, they didn't see him as being delivered from being a murderer, knowing that murder is under the law, saying, Thou shalt not kill. But here we are, we got a man that's on his way to go kill up some folks, and God going to use him. So, what I'm saying this morning is that he wants to use those that are listening to to these uh, uh, messages. You know, I pray that the message don't bore you and that you get an understanding because the angel of the Lord is talking to me. And here it is right here uh, uh, to validate that. Exodus 23, and then the light. You were talking about the light. Uh, uh, it, it, it talks about how the, he bring us to these other nations. Uh, 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 it tells us what we should do and what we shouldn't do. It, it, let's go back here uh, to uh, 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 Exodus 23 
and uh, it was four and five. I'm going on. I'm going way on out there. Okay, good. Three times in a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord God. You shall not offer blood of my sacrifice for leavened bread, nor shall the fat of my sacrifice remain until the morning. The first of the first fruit of your land uh, shall bring it into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Behold, this is what I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking at, but I always like to go above it and see what he's talking about. No, sir. And I got a revelation. And behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place where I prepare. Peter, you that are listening, beware of him and obey his voice. We have not been aware of the angels. Speaking to you this morning through a revelation of the Most High God, my son has already brought the message on this. Mm-hmm. Do not provoke him with the big H. Mm-hmm. Don't provoke this angel. But he will not pardon your transgression. And we have provoked many angels that act like we didn't hear. Well, my name is in him. My name is in that prophet. My name is in him. That's why he said, do not go against this president. Don't put your mouth on him, neither his cabinet member. For my name is in him. Ain't nobody accidentally got this man in. There was an accident. Okay, keep on talking like that. But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies. That's what he's saying. And an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you. And that's what he did for Peter. The angel went before him. Because he already went and told Cornelius to go send forth Simon, you know, to tell him to get the, you know, get this, let's get this thing going. Mm-hmm. Mine will go before you and bring you into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Prazerites and the Canaanites and the Havites and the Justibites, and I will cut them off. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them. A lot of people bow down to these different people because they're afraid of them because they got more wealth, more prestige. Trick them. Don't bow down to them. I'm not. You shall not bow down to their God. That means their money. Mm-hmm. And run up in their houses, jumping in their pools. Nor serve them. Don't even work for them. Nor do according to their works. Mm-hmm. Don't be doing what they're doing trying to get no money because they told them, we're going to show you how to become wealthy. No, 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 no. I don't need no man to show me how to become wealthy. But you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down that scarlet wild. You break it down with the word of God. So you shall so you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water and will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage a burden in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. See, this is why so many times we have miscarriages, we suffer in the way, it's because we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord. So he said, when you come into this type of knowledge, he said, no more, no more. He didn't say you wouldn't. He said, no one will suffer 
miscarriage, burdens in the land, and I will feel in them of the days, and I will send my fear before you, and I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come. That's why they don't come to the program, because you're confused and will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. And I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hevites, the Canaanites, the Hittites. See, you, you, you ain't got no business putting your mouth on them. He said he gonna, he gonna send somebody else that's gonna drive all of these peoples out of your way. I will not drive them out from before you in one year. Least your land become desolate. So he said, if if he was to drive all these people out from around us, you understand me, then it'll be just one nation of people. And he don't want the land. When he first, amen, created this vast utopia, he created a world. And he put a mixed multitude out of one nation. Came a mixed sham and ham. Came a mixed multitude of nations. So he said, I'm not going to drive them out in one year. But one day with the Lord is as a thousand years. So we've been going on now for uh, uh, for over 2,000 years, uh, uh, probably 20, you know, 20,000 years. He said he's not going to do it in one year. Hallelujah. Unless in the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. Now, this is the Mosiah saying concerning Israel. And he's going to clear Israel out. He's going to drive them all out, little by little. You already see what happened in Israel. He didn't say, amen, to go and war with them. He said, he's going to leave the land like it is, and I will set your bones from the Red Sea to sea. Mm -hmm. And from the desert to the river, for I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and you shall drive them, and you shall drive them out before you. You shall make no covenant with them, nor with their gods. They shall not dwell in your land, lest they make you sin against me. For if you serve their God, it will surely be smiled to you. And all the word which the Lord has said, we will do. And this was to Moses. So if he said that then, and Moses said it to the children of Israel, and in AD 70, Israel was driven out again, as they was in 523. Israel was driven from their homeland. And we, as the true Israelites, hallelujah, no one can say, you know, I'm like that man whom the plane flew over two weeks ago down here and uh, uh, hit his car. An airplane come out of the air and hit the man car on the way to the airport. And the man said, nobody can tell me that isn't a God. He said, for he heard a voice, said, I got this. And the plane just came to that tour's car, and he got out and testified. I'm telling you today that the most high, he got this. Mm -hmm. Those of you all that is suffering, 
this morning, I want you to sit down and record these scriptures that we have spoken to you about concerning your destiny. We're trying to bring you, amen, to glory, to glory, from trouble to glory. Because trouble shouldn't last always. You know, you're suffering miscarriages and all your children are all be wavering everywhere. Maybe you need to come back to the truth. And the truth is found in his word. And yes, your faith has been diminished, but today your faith can be replenished. All you need to do today, amen, is go back to the beginning. In the beginning, go to John 1. It was the word. The word was with God. The word became flesh mm-hmm. and dwelt among us. Father, we thank you this morning for such a profound word that our eyes were open and our ears were uh, heard. We heard you. Mm-hmm. And we have done what thus said to do. We have given these wonderful people's your word today. Now, Father, you said that your word shall go out and not return void. Lord, we pray for so many people today. But Lord, I'd rather not call their name because I may miss them. But you know. You're the all-knowing, the all-omnipotent. You are God alone. And, 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 and beside you there is none other. So, Father, you know what we stand in need of today, Lord. Some are hurting. Some are going through things they don't understand. This morning, help us to realize, Lord, that we have the victory this morning. Help us to realize that through his word, we are saved. Only because of the word, we are saved, God. Help us to know that victory is ours today. We turn our back. I want us to worship God for just a moment. We talked about one sound. Everybody say one sound. There is a kingdom sound. There is a kingdom sound. Everybody say that. There is a kingdom sound. Say it again. There is a kingdom sound. And I want you to understand this, that there is always a sound that precedes a move of God. Everybody say that there's always a sound that precedes the move of God. Whenever you will find deliverance, wherever you will find healing, wherever you find a move of God, it is always associated with a sound. I want us to take just maybe 30 seconds and we're going to we're going to sing this song. We're going to raise it as an offering to the Lord, but I want us to take about Maybe just 30 seconds, if you will. Brother, I just want you to minister on that on that guitar. I want you to raise your hands in his presence, and let's just worship God all over this room. Come on, everybody, let's worship God all over this room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have won the victory. Hallelujah. You have won it all. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.